I say what? Ho, this is Brian. Call me Gollum, the evil one, Gardener, coming to you from the Devil's Hole, a.k.a. the subterranean studio of the new Ramblin Towers in scenic downtown Hespler. Uh, you are listening to Ramblin Radio, episode 149 on the mm, Off the Cuff Podcasting Network. Yes, we're off the cuffing it tonight. Uh, Ramblin Radio is the is the original Led Zeppelin podcast. Uh, be sure to go to RambleOnRadio.com for all your Led Zeppelin news, reviews, and any links I might mention during the show. You can subscribe to Ramble on Radio through iTunes and Google Play. And if you do, if you happen to be in those particular um, places, those particular web stores, uh, leave a review. Go over to Ramble on Radio and leave a review, please. It helps us. It helps um, their algorithms find the podcast. It, it's... It, uh, demonstrates popularity. The more reviews it is, the more popular it appears. Um, which, whenever people search for Led Zeppelin, it's more likely to come up. Uh, so, therefore, helps other people find the podcast. It is available on Podbean. Podbean have an app of their own, and that's um, Podbean at I Am Brian Dammit, and they have an app, and you can stream directly from their app and listen to it. You can also download it on your computer and listen to it at your leisure there. You can listen on Stitcher Radio, and don't forget to check out Ramble on Radio on YouTube. And this video will not be on YouTube because I didn't press play. Uh, let, me, let me tell you what. Let me get it going. Um, you can also follow Ramble on Radio on Facebook and at Ramble on Blog on Twitter. Hello on YouTube. Uh, I just blew off the intro without you guys. Uh, quite an accident. A technical error happened. Um, The uh, moron producer thought to pr forgot to press play, so apologies on YouTube. You missed the whole, the whole, you know. Just don't worry about it. Um, you didn't miss much. So, but uh, so here we are. The intro music was Billy Joel with Jason Bonham in Philadelphia, May twenty fourth, two thousand nineteen. That was good times, bad times. They also did a whole lot of love. They did a whole lot of love, then broke into good times, bad times. Um, interesting thing, it was Billy Joel band, Jason Bonham on drums, um, but Billy Joel was not the guy singing, it was his guitar player actually, Does apparently sings the high parts in his shows, and uh, understood Robert Plant's high and tough to sing, but uh, they picked a couple of odd songs for Billy Joel anyway, I thought, um, uh, I mean I would take, you know, he's a piano based performer. Um, why not blow off Fool in the Rain and, you know, Four Sticks or um, something like that. And then Billy could have maybe handled the singing, too. Or, you know. So, um, but that's the decisions they made. And not, um, um, you know, I don't get to make those decisions. Um, they never consulted me. Let's put it that way. So, um, but that happened, yeah, May 24th. If you're a fan of royalty, that is Queen Victoria's birthday, by the way. Um, in history, in Led Zeppelin history, 1964, May 26th, 1964, Marianne Faithful, uh, Mick Jagger's 
uh, girlfriend at the time, I believe, records as Tears Go By with Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones on The Session. Um, and this comes up in my own history. I don't know if it's the first session they did together, or the first known session they did together, but uh, it is an interesting tidbit anyway. Um, on the 31st of May, 1948, uh, John Bonham born. So he would have been 70, 71 this year. Hard to imagine a 71-year-old John Bonham. It's kind of hard to imagine a 70-whatever-year-old uh, Jimmy Page or 71-year-old Robert Plant. Something weird just happened. Hmm. Uh, I don't know about you. I just heard a whole bunch of stuff come up. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what just came. I don't know what just happened. I got to some of that Billy Joel, J and I don't know why. It. Uh, I don't know. Apparently, it was sitting in the uh, in the track, the Billy Joel, Jason Bottom, another part of it. And uh, now I don't know what to make of it. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, John Bonham would have been 71 uh, had he survived, um, had he survived his playing career. Um, how's that? May 31st, 1973, uh, they played the LA Forum and afterwards the infamous um, Bonzo's Birthday Bash happened after the show. Um, George Harrison was at that show and I believe that was the one where he uh, he suggested something along the lines of, you know, uh, the Beatles only played for 30 minutes, and somebody asked him the difference between the Beatles and the and the Led Zeppelin, and his, his answer was, "Geez, we played for 30 minutes, you know, and try to try to get it on a good night, we could get it down to 20." Um, something was something like that, I, I, but uh, yeah. Um, in June on the 2nd in 1973, they, the famous Kazar Stadium show, uh, that would be the one, there's a picture of Robert Plant holding a dove. Um, and, uh, if you, you know, if you, if you have the Led Zeppelin book that they, the, the one they brought out, Led Zeppelin by Led Zeppelin, the picture book they brought out last year, there's actually a bigger picture of that, or it was either just before or it's a wider angle, I think. Of the of the kind of the the moment and uh, it's actually quite interesting. Jimmy Page is uh, fairly nearby and looking over as well. Um, anyway, on the seventh uh, of June two thousand and eight, Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones appear with the Foo Fighters at Wembley Sa Stadium. We're going to have a discussion about this. Believe you me, in a few minutes. <laughs> So keep that one in mind. June 7, 2008. John Paul Jones, Jimmy Page appear with the Foo Fighters at Wembley Stadium. I do have the DVD of that show. Um, the Foo Fighters. You know, the Foo Fighters do this. I, I guess a lot of bands do it now. but They can't control their tongue between songs. And it's all uh, F this and F that. And it, it turns me right out. And I'm, like, I'm not. I am known to have a known to have a foul tongues at times. Uh, although there have been times in my life when I've sworn and, and people around me have been surprised. So I, I don't know, maybe I'm better than I think I am, but I, I consider myself a bit of a an aficionado of the vulgar language. And um, um, 
but it just turns me off to hear some guy from stage yelling that like that. Um, and you will notice I don't very much on this. I really try not to. Um, but it's it's uh, um, yeah. It's, it, I it, I can't watch the the DVD. It just it's so it's off putting to me. It's gratuitous. That's what it is, uh, and that's what it bothers me. It's it's not that I object to swearing, but uh, it, when it's gratuitous, anything gratuitously done is is just uh, turns me off quickly. Uh, and on the eleventh of June two thousand five, Jimmy Page was awarded the OBE, the Order of the British Empire, uh, which makes him not Sir Jimmy Page, I believe. Uh, but maybe, maybe it's the Order. Yeah, one of those things. But yeah, so he's. Uh, he is a titled Britishman, though. Um, okay, so before we get rolling on it, I want to I want to say something. This is going to be a quick, fairly quick piece tonight, I think. Sometimes I say that, and I'm half, I'm an hour, uh, but it's already quite late. Uh, I didn't start until after the basketball game. Uh, and if you don't know, we're I'm in the Toronto area, and by God, we're even us non-basketball fans are watching the basketball. My wife wanted to watch the basketball game tonight. Uh, that would be a first, I assure you. Uh, and one more time than she's ever wanted to watch a hockey game or a baseball game. So, um, so yeah, it's late, and uh, but I'm I'm on holidays tomorrow. Uh, flying out tomorrow afternoon. It's going to be a couple of weeks between podcasts. I won't be getting another one done for at least. Let's say two weeks from today would be the earliest, and and I'm guessing you could wait another four or five days after that, just while I get my act together. So expect there to be a lag between this one and the next one, uh, and the next one's 150. Ooh, I might have to do something. So I might have to do my research for 150. Uh, let's hear some ideas. Hey, I'm going to be away. Fill up the Facebook page with ideas. What do you want to hear me say or do for my one for the 150? Um, and now that's what I'm going to spend my holiday thinking about. You know that now. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I, I wanted to fire this off before I went. Otherwise, it just would have been kind of a month. But we would have been and and that would have been fine if I hadn't just taken four or five months away from it. So I didn't want to give people the impression I'd walked away again. So we're going to get this one in, get it done quickly, and. Um, That's what we're doing. Um, and you can see it's late at night. I'm, I'm running a little slow on the thoughts. The synapses are not. So we'll try and get this done quickly. Okay, I told you I would mention the Foo Fighters and the, the Wembley Stadium show. Here's why. Uh, yesterday, June the 7th. No, June the, I think it was June the 6th, actually. But anyway, it was, it was either the 6th or the 7th. But I think it was the 7th. It must have been the 7th because that was the anniversary of the date. Jimmy Page posted this on his uh, on this day. He does the on this day thing, and, and if, remember we talked about him at, way back when he first started doing it. And and uh, I have stopped. I don't even check it out every day uh, because it got so repetitive. But I believe he's not repeating anymore. So maybe I need to make that a daily stop, uh, especially if he's going to do stuff like this. <laughs> so here's what he said. During the post-02 period, I had been playing new material with Jason Bonham and John Paul Jones at rehearsal rooms. 
I was asked to play with the Foo Fighters at Wembley. This was after the Led Zeppelin show at the O2, attended by David Grohl. Year and a half after, by the way. That's come on, Jimmy. We know that. Um, so on this day in 2008, John Paul Jones and I played Ramble On, um, and Dave sang with Taylor Hawkins on drums. Sorry, that was six months later. Yeah, okay. So this day in 2008, John Paul Jones and I played Ramble On. And Dave sang with Taylor Hawkins on drums. Then Taylor swapped drums with Dave. He sang rock and roll. Dave Grohl said, here's the key bit. You guys should come to the States and record with us. I didn't hear anything more from Grohl. And John Paul Jones' communications seemed to dim. The next I heard, they were promoting their new group. Ho, 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 ho. That is, at the very least... Catty. Um, and maybe it's nothing more than that. I don't know, but it's that is interesting. Um, it sounds like Jimmy Page expected to be in whatever they were doing and felt a little bit like he got left out of the operation. Or, or, and this is a, maybe a weird part of it. Or he's just taking credit for them crooked vultures. Well, that was my idea. Well, Dave said it to me first. Um, I, I almost don't know what to make of it. It, it, it sounds... Uh, it, I, somebody posted something today that basically said, uh, you know, they felt J- John Paul Jones was the one pushing move forward without a singer. Um, you wonder... Yeah, you wonder if Jones got tired of just waiting around for what else to get their act together and picked up the phone and said, Dave, you said, let's record, let's record. Um, would love to uh, hear John Paul Jones' answer to that. And uh, I will put it in the questions I must ask John Paul Jones if I ever get the chance file. Um, <laughs> the, the fiction file, as we call it. Although, truth be told, if I ever get a chance to interview one of the three fellas, it would likely be John Paul Jones. He's he's the one most likely to do this sort of an interview. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Uh, sounds like Jimmy's complaining a bit that he wasn't included. It sounds like, yeah. Uh, anyway, so I th- that was very interesting to me. And uh, I, I know on s- one of the... Uh, on Zeppelin forums today, there was a lot of conversation. It was very interesting to other Zeppelin fans as well. Um, yeah. Okay, so Robert Plant now. Now let's go to Robert Plant, who did not wait around for John Paul Jones to call. Uh, John Paul Jones is... Ooh, figured mosquito. Um, jump. If you're on YouTube, I'm waving my hands around. I almost got that mosquito. Um... Robert Plant's playing Ireland uh, in July with his new band, Saving Grace. Uh, we talked about Saving Grace the last two episodes. Uh, a little more detail last episode, I believe. And uh, forgive me, I can't remember. I don't didn't know any of the people in it, so I, I don't remember their names. But it was a bit more Band of Joyish, as I recall. And uh, they did a few shows around England and stuff um, uh, early in, through the winter. And now apparently they are doing a little tour of Ireland in July. Um, so that's kind of interesting. It's interesting that he seems to be 
I don't know. He's maybe moving his interests over to this band. I don't know. That's hard to tell. Do you remember when he started with Sensational Space Shifters? It was also supposed to be a Band of Joy album. And he was in the studio with the Band of Joy at the same time as the Spatial, Sensational Space Shifters. And there was a lot of kind of back and forth thing between the bands. It seemed. Um, yeah, like he was in the studio with Band of Joy. And then there was a lot of talk. There had been pictures on the internet. And then all of a sudden this other thing came out. And then suddenly he's touring with these other guys. And then they went off and did an album. And the other second Band of Joy album never did appear. And uh, questioned Ask Robert Plant. Put in the old Robert Plant file. Um, also known as Really, Really Fiction File. Um, so now he's got the saving grace. You wonder if Sensational Space Shifters is winding down a bit. Um, and I would, I would think I w you'd wonder if it's done. Um, except they're doing a tour in the fall, a fall tour in the U.S. Um, so now all those guys have other gigs and stuff, right? So maybe when Roberts tamps things down, slows down. Okay, I got to back off for a bit. They they don't have the Led Zeppelin catalog, the royalties from the Led Zeppelin catalog rolling in. So they kind of need to keep working, you know. Um, and so it, it just naturally starts dissolving at that point. You wonder if that's maybe something that happens. Robert tries to get everybody together and you're going, you know, I had to keep working. Um, and of course bands just run a course, right? Bands do run their course. Um, they're all very creative people. You know, the guys in the Sensational Space Shifters. And um, Robert Plant is the king of that band. No matter what, how talented they are, how much input he tries to give, at the end of the day, it's this is what song we're doing, fellas. Hey, fellas, you better learn uh, better learn the Lemon song because we're playing it this, this month. So, um, you know, and, and uh, that's all speculation. I, I, I guess what I'm getting at is it, it would be natural enough if the Sensational Space Shifters would wound down and it may not even be a case of Robert Plant has decided to move on so much as the rest of the band has, you know, decided to, it's kind of time for something else. Um, and without criticizing anybody because I don't, I don't have any reason to do that. Um but it is interesting. It's just interesting that um, Saving Grace is coming up and kind of almost parallels the way the Sensational Space Shifters um, developed out of the Band of Joy sort of thing. And you wonder what's going on there. Um, all right. And uh, speaking of Robert Plant, you'll notice in the intro to this podcast, I did not say, and you folks on YouTube, I'll repeat this, I guess. Um, I did not say the only Led Zeppelin podcast. I said the original Led Zeppelin podcast. Um, reason being is I can no longer claim to be the only. I, and I've, I've split hairs about this for a long time. There was um, Carol Miller had her, you know, her radio show. She does like a podcast, but it's a, it's a two-minute blurb sort of thing. I've had to subscribe to it, but I never get them either. But, uh, and Steve Sauer said to me, sent me an email once, you can't say that anymore. Carol Miller's got a podcast, but she's really got a radio show that she puts in a podcast for him as well. Um, so I split that hair a few times. And then there was uh, Mark, Mark, 
Uh, so I apologize to him. I'm really drawing a big blank. But he does. It's kind of like he talks about Jimmy Page's live legacy um, and other stuff, apparently. And uh, his he seems to he did about four or five really really good episodes. Uh, I learned stuff from his episodes. And then he had a his he had a major computer crash, and he went away for six months. Came back and did one. And. Uh, and then that's the last I've heard of him. Uh, but he even he said to me, no, no, you're still this Led Zeppelin. I'm not a Led Zeppelin podcast. But he's really covering Led Zeppelin material in terms of Jimmy Page. So I split that hair a few times. But there's no, Robert Plant's got a podcast. There's no splitting hairs. There's, I'm not the only Led Zeppelin podcast anymore. Uh, and between Mark and Carol Miller and Robert Plant, uh, it's time to shift away from that uh from that claim. So it is now the original Let's Up the Podcast. Um, and it's, this is my way of introducing that Robert Plant has a podcast called Digging Deep. Um, I'm not going to bore you with repeating what he said. Uh, mostly because I don't remember very well. Um, I kind of had it on when I was out for a bike ride. Enjoyed it. He's telling, He's just telling stories about songs. He's talking about the songs specifically. Um, some songs he liked, some songs they didn't think worked well. Um, but he's just kind of telling little stories about the, the writing of the songs, the people around him. Probably the disappointing thing was he kind of mentions names. Michael uh, Michael Lee, for instance, the drummer that he played with um, in a solo band as well of with uh, Page and Plant, um, who's now passed. Uh, passed quite young a few years ago, and he mentions um says he's a, you know I've I've had the privilege of working with a number of uh, really good drummers of course John Bonham and and Michael Lee is the other one he kind of mentions oh and he mentions Phil Collins so fair enough comment um and then then he kind of you know moves on from it. and love to hear more information about Michael Lee. I'd love to hear him talk a little bit about him. love to hear him talk. He said so many people that he's he's collaborated with um, over the years uh, since post-Led Zeppelin that, um, that it would be nice if he picked one or two of those guys every episode and told us a little about them. Told them, and, and not tell tales out of school and not talk about what, you know, road life or something, but um, how he met them, what his impressions of them were, what he loved about their playing, um, that sort of thing, you know, and maybe stuff we wouldn't know or stuff we would, you've got to hear, you know, when he does this and that song, that's, you know, um, stuff we wouldn't pick up necessarily or stuff that he particularly liked about playing with them or, you know, quirks of their personality that made them an interesting person. I will. That would have been neat uh, if he's going to do this sort of thing. He seems like he's going to stick to talking about the songs, but even then, it wasn't depth. It was. Um, he just kind of talked about, oh yeah, we we did this song, we got these people in, and uh, it didn't work, you know. Um, you know, so you may be like more. How did it? Where did the idea come from? How did it get written? And that sort of stuff. Um, there was a little bit of that, but uh, I I thought it was. Yeah, it lacked depth. Uh, I, I think is probably the best way to put it. It was not um, deep content. 
Uh, and that's too bad because he's got a lot to offer in that way. Uh, and, and that's... Yeah, he's, he's, he's a smart guy. He's done it all. He's lived a hell of a life. Uh, and he's made some great music. Um, some I don't like and you love. And some I love and you don't like, probably. And, you know, so there's something for everybody in there. And, uh, yeah, it'd be kind of neat to hear him talk a little little more detail than what he did in that podcast. Uh, maybe it'll get there. Or maybe this will be what it is. Just kind of a little Robert Plant fluff. Um, well, and that's fine. It was entertaining. Robert Plant's an entertaining guy to listen to, usually. I did hear somebody complain about the the guy interviewing him could have could have pushed him a little harder could have could have dug a little deeper but um actually Robert Plant can really push back he can bite guys a bit um and can push back hard when they start digging deep um and and I guess as a guy doing interviews I mean you have to decide am I going to dig deep and piss off Robert Plant and lose the gig I'm gonna just do what what's wanted, um, and I don't think this is the this isn't the format for uh, digging deep into Robert Plant and doing that sort of thing. It's you know it's a podcast. It's meant to be lightish and it's meant to be entertaining and it's meant to promote whatever Robert Plant's got coming up in the next little while. Yeah. Maybe he's getting to the confessional stage, though, and we can expect a book or something. Because they do. People do get that. People, not everybody, but a lot of people, they kind of get to a confessional age. And they want to talk about um, what they've done more unabashedly. Hence, we get an Elton John autobiography coming later this year. Hence, but about a year and a half ago, Bruce Springsteen, was it? Yeah, it was about a year and a half ago, Bruce Springsteen wrote an autobiography. Um, it's kind of in the age range where guys write autobiographies, and it's it's um, it's uh, yeah. And they they get to that. Robertson Davies called it in in one of his books the confessional age, and I I think that's um, appropriately so. So maybe this is indication that Robert Plant's getting to the confessional age, and maybe our, his version of confession is is going to not be a book but a podcast. Um, but we'll see how it develops. I will be listening to it, and if he says anything really interesting. But the problem is, look, if you're, you're people listening to this podcast are podcast listeners, and so if you're and you're interested in Led Zeppelin, then you're going to listen to Robert Plant's podcast. So there's no point in me coming on and telling you what he said. Um, if you're interested in what he said and didn't listen to the podcast, again, it's called Digging Deep. Wherever you get this podcast, search Robert Plant Digging Deep. It'll come up, I'm sure, and you can listen to it. And uh, it wasn't long. It was about 20 minutes, so it wasn't a long podcast. Um, and it was entertaining. It was enter- It was good. It was entertaining. That's all I would say. All right. Um, the old, uh, from my collection of Led Zeppelin stuff, for mostly for the YouTube people, this one. But here we go. Led Zeppelin 2, the sheet music book, the song book. Um, now, this is original. This I bought this used at a flea market in or about 1974 or 5. Um, this baby is original. Um, I'm sure of it. Yeah, copyright 1969. Yeah, uh, and you can see it's a little roughed up, but it's, and paper-wise, it's not. Uh, it's not 
the printing is different than it would have been even 10 years later. Um, I have uh, into the outdoor book, and you should see the paper on that compared to this. Um, the printing changed a lot through the well f through the 70s, and then into the 80s, it changed a whole lot more. You know, but uh, you know, you can see. So it's got all the songs in piano format. Um, uh, you can see the two staffs if you're looking at it. A treble clef and a bass clef for those who don't know this stuff. And uh, it's got the notation written out in standard music notation. Does not have tablature, for instance, which guitar players use consistently now. Doesn't exist in this book of any kind. People weren't really doing it in those days. Kind of the 80s when tablature. And the first, the only thing I had seen until the kind of music magazines in the 80s started doing it was I had a songbook that was um, the complete Led Zeppelin. And some solos were given in a format they would write out underneath the staff of music. They would write out the music, and underneath they would put um, like a fraction almost. It, but it would be, uh, I would say, string fret or fret string. I think it was string fret, though. So it would be 112, 110, 118, 112 again, you know. Um, and you could, so you could kind of pick out what the, the notes were indicating. Uh, a little simpler, uh, and that had that on uh, since I've been loving you, and uh, what was the? Uh, um, I kind of remember uh, da, 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 uh, one of the acoustic ones. Um, it did the same thing, and it, I, there must have been others. Those are the two I specifically remember. Um, Bronyar Stomp is the uh, second one, by the way. Um, I don't have that book anymore. I got lent to somebody when I was about 17 or 18 and never saw it again, as happens with the end, you know. You can't complain about that stuff as a musician, as a guy who plays, because I have some books that I know belong to some other people that I just, it just, it, that just happens, you know. So, uh, so there you go. There's Led Zeppelin II, um, the sheet, the original sheet music book, in reasonably good shape, by the way. I wonder what that's worth. I bet you it's worth five or six bucks now. <laughs> and I do li I actually like those. I, I had a guitar teacher at the time, so oh, he was real excited. This I I collect those. Um, and and uh, I wish I'd have found more now that that were that of that era, right? The nineteen early sixties, seventies, late sixties, early seventies, um, and not just Led Zeppelin. And find more of those kind of books. You could have obviously done so. Um, the flea market had lots, but uh, it's the only one I think I picked up there. Anyway, that's my From the Collection. I told you it was going to be short tonight. We uh, the, the YouTube is uh, 29 minutes or 32 minutes for the actual podcast. And I'm going to outro with a little more of Billy Joel. I have no idea how it's going to end because it's apparently in three pieces on my computer. I don't know why. Um, but we're going to outro with a little more of Billy Joel. Uh, but that's it for Ramble on Radio, episode 149. Check rambleonradio.com for notes on this week's podcast, Led Zeppelin news reviews, and any links I might mention in today's podcast. Follow Ramble on Radio on Facebook and at Ramble on Blog on Twitter. You can subscribe to Ramble on Radio through iTunes and Google Play, and don't forget to leave a review. If you go to iTunes or Google Play, it helps the algorithms find the podcast, the, algor the algorithms find the podcast, it moves it up the various lists. It helps other people find the podcast. You can listen on Stitcher Radio. Download it from I Am Brian Dammit on Podbean. You can also um, 
um, get those particular um, um, those those particular websites apps and stream it live from your car and so on and so forth and you can check it also out at Ramble on Radio on YouTube and this podcast will be on YouTube thanks to listening Ramble on Radio episode 149 and I will see you in uh, well a couple of weeks <laughs>